Hello, everyone, and welcome to part two of the Antu's Incredibles discussion. Uh, once again, this is part two. Uh, we had to split it into two parts because it was a pretty long one, and Anchor was having a hard time processing the three-hour uh, cut of this one. So welcome to part two. Uh, we're jumping right where we left off, talking about um, Mrs. Incredible finding... Mr. Incredible's stitched up suit. So here you go. Thank you for your support. Um, she's like, huh, because I made this old suit, and it takes a lot to rip this. What yeah. have you been up to? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man. So, yeah, it's so good. So, so you kind of have the two for one here because it's like not only was this ripped, but it was stitched back together. So now there's something yeah. up for sure. And it's like, oh, it's just so good. story. It's such good story. And then so she's sitting and – I just freaking love it, like how it's just br- like she's holding like the laundry basket or whatever, and she's on the phone, kind of doing the whole thing where she's holding it with her neck, talking to Edna, and then as mm-hmm. stuff gets crazier, she puts it down and everything. But she's like, uh, "Yeah, I'd like to speak to Edna." And then she's like, "This is Edna. Who is this?" And then she's like, uh, "Helen Parr." He's like, and then she's like, "Who?" He's like, "You know, Alaska girl, darling." And she starts freaking out. Yeah, um, she. And- Ella- <laughs> She like drops the phone. Yeah. And she's trying to catch it. That's and then and then she's like, "Oh, are you coming in? I have all your suits ready and all this stuff." And she's like, "No, no, I'm calling about Bob. I'm calling about the suit. I'm calling about I'm Bob. I'm, call- I'm calling about Bob's suit." And then she's like, "Oh, darling, come on in. I gotta show you something. Come around right away." And then um, we kind of cut back to Mister um, Incredible, and he kind of sits down in the conference room and he looks at the time, and he's even like a. It's like right on the money when he's supposed to be. And he, I think he knows that something's up because uh, it seemed like this guy was pretty on it. So why would he be late to his own meeting? And this, this used to scare me as a kid, this little jump scare thing. When the door freaking opens up. Also, when he walks into the conference room, how the, the table has the S, like the syndrome S. Sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but door opens, robot's there just straight up grabs Mr. Incredible and tosses him. And the sound that he makes is something that's in my mind probably like the, <laughs> as he gets like launched. Um, mm-hmm. And then this is kind of when we get the whole uh, syndrome introduction. This is where it's the, it's bigger, it's better. It's able to take down Mr. Incredible, um, which is just, you can tell that, He's just having a great time voice in this character, dude. Um, and we get this awesome introduction, which is just, and then the revelation that he's like, but as like, you know, I am your biggest fan. And then you get that whole revelation, but we see it from like his perspective. Where, and he does like a, like the perfect grin yeah. too when he says it, you know, he's like looking back at him with a smile. It's like, oh, and it kind of does, it kind of does a flashback of when he said, go home, buddy, I work alone. And it shows buddy like mm-hmm. tear down all of his, um, uh, Mr. Incredible stuff. And he went down the path of building weapons for people and he got super rich because he was smart. He did create all these inventions. Um, and then just a freaking brilliant quote where he, uh, it's like, he's talking to Mr. Incredible, and Mr. Incredible's like, look, I'm sorry for what happened. He's like, see, now you respect me because I'm a threat. And I think, like, there's, like, such good banter between these two that's actually, like, pretty mature and stuff. Like, it's like, these are some high-level themes that we're dealing with. 
Um, but then mm-hmm. we get the whole thing where uh, Mr. Incredible is kind of trying to sneak for this log that he can throw at him as Syndrome's kind of going through all of this. And as he goes to throw it, Syndrome dodges it and kind of zaps him with his little controller hand thing. He's like, you sly dog, you got me monologuing. Um, and this is when he just starts messing with him and he starts throwing him against the trees and stuff. And then eventually he goes, like, basically explaining his plan about how um, he's going to be the best superhero that everyone's ever seen. And like, soon Syndrome will save the day. And he just freaking flings him and he launches him. And then like, dude, this, like, I, even if he is super strong, how is he survive this? My man literally got launched because he lands in water. But I mean, water's still like freaking concrete if it's from a certain distance. Anyways, mm-hmm. he gets launched into water. And then Syndrome's like, I love this because it's like a humanizing moment where it's like, dang, he's introduced. He's like super scary. And he like, he's like, dang. He like, he's like mad at himself because he like screwed up. Mm-hmm. And then he goes over. He's so good, dude. It's so good. Like, you're, you're supposed to not like him, but I love oh, this guy, yeah. dude. I like could not get him. Anytime he talks, I'm just, I love it. Uh, but he kind of goes um, up to the waterfall. He knows where he fell, and he kind of takes the little bomb thing off, and he kind of drops it. I forgot what he says when he he's like, oh, because it's such a good line, too. But he, like, anyways, he turns on his little beeper, and he throws it down, and it explodes. But Bob's able to get out of it, and he kind of gets blasted into this cave. And as he gets into this cave, he kind of notices um, that something's off and he the camera kind of pans with him and he sees like the skeleton of gazer beam and i love this like it's so brilliant because it is just pure visual storytelling of like mr incredible like looking where he's looking and then he kind of looks over Mm -hmm. and then i love how it kind of lines up and he sees that gazer beam kind of uses a cyclops blast to put chronos in the wall and then as this is happening um syndrome sends this little drone down to kind of scan it and uh I'll, I'll give it a pass. But, like, he hides behind Gazer Beam's skeleton, which would have openings, right? And then it scans it. Well, he... Maybe uh, it's not a pure But doesn't he yet. still wearing his costume, though? Yeah. He's still wearing the outfit, though. So, yeah. Like, he's like still just... got his helmet on. I don't know. I, I also have... Maybe. This is kind of just a picking nits thing. It's like, really, this thing? I feel like this thing would just float around the room. But maybe, but maybe like, if he's hiding behind, since it probably is programmed to track the heroes, uh, it's, yeah. if he hides behind his suit, it still has his DNA on it. So maybe it just picks up. But also, you got to think, it's like, we're well aware how big Mr. Incredible is, True. like, in the shoulders. So him hiding behind an average size superhero it's like oh. but then you got to but then you also got to think that in a bright red suit dude but then oh, but then we also we also got to think dude it's freaking 65 or whenever this movie takes place hey so some the technology's way ahead of where it's supposed to be but maybe it still needs to advance a little bit more maybe it's not perfect <laughs> anyways it goes back up and basically tells syndrome that he's dead and i will ha- always have this look like, he gives just a smug little grin down towards the thing. I always have it in my head forever, dude. And then he just walks away. Um, and then we I talk. always think it's funny when uh, he first notices that it's Gazer Beam and he wipes the dust off the logo on the helmet. And I'm like, dang, that looks like the Green Bay logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> um, uh, also, Gazer Beam is a very interesting name. 
name. That's all. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like, just think about it. Like, we'll talk about it because my favorite scene in the movie is coming up here soon. Um, but we cut back and we have uh, Helen showing up at the Edna estate and she's just ecstatic. She can't wait to show her the suits that she made. And she's like, what are you talking about for the family? You made suits for the family. Um, and then we get to a point that is forever etched in my brain as well. Um, when she goes up to the thing and she takes a little uh, thing and she types the numbers. And she goes like, dee, dee, dee. Edna mode. And then the freaking turret comes out. And she goes like, and guest. And then it goes away. And then she's able <laughs> to go in. Um, and then she basically shows Helen um, uh, basically a suit. But it starts off with Jack-Jack. And it's like, I didn't know what powers he has, so I basically gave him everything, and it kind of, which is awesome because that's like reflective of where he ends up. Um, but do mm-hmm. the shot like did you like after this is done and they do all the things with, with Jack Jack? It's like, what do you think mm-hmm. the baby will be doing? He's like, I don't know. I wanted to cover all the bases, and then it says, well, Jack Jack doesn't have any powers. And she's like, well, he'll look fabulous. <laughs> and then it goes back. And then they reset. And from this point on, for like violets and dashes, like the camera follows yeah. the chair. And then it freaking resets. And then it goes and follows the chair again. But pretty much. Never cuts. It's so but pretty good. much she created these suits to be reflective of their powers so that they can use them without any um, kind of um, anything holding them back. Um, and then we get to um, Mrs. Incredible Sue in. You know, I respect because it was such a cool shot. And I, you know, of course you wish that they keep it going. But I respect that they cut out to a wide because of how it just shows kind of how long this is incredible can stretch. Then it shoots the freaking rockets Mm -hmm. at it. Like it's, which is also foreshadowing for what happens. It's just freaking brilliant, dude. It's freaking brilliant. Um, But anyways, then they kind of get into um, a discussion of, what do you like? We're not doing hero work anymore. Why'd you make these suits? And then Edna's basically alluding to, do you actually know what Bob's doing? And she's like, yes. Why would he lie to me? He wouldn't lie to me. And then she's like thinking about it. And then she kind of basically uh, alludes to the fact that every suit um, has a tracker in it. And then um, she goes over to, no, no, no. Then we come back to Mr. Incredible. Because now we're getting into some spice. This is some like, like, oh, dude, like freaking, like teach it in films class, dude. Because <laughs> now we get Mr. Incredible sneaking into Syndrome's base. And this is just cool. Like he lands on the top, pulls the guys out. And I love when he sits down and he kind of punches the roof back up. And it's still not perfect. Which I don't know, because he rips it off before he gets there anyways. So it's kind of like, why do you even? Yeah. But anyways, he pulls up. And the thing's kind of ripped off. And then we get a shot where these two guys are... This might be my favorite shot. It's the like movie. these two guys are looking and they're like, what the heck? And then from the moon, because the moon's in between them, you see it like get overtaken by a shadow. And then it's a freaking car and it smashes into them. And then he kind of sneaks in through that way. Um, and he kind of gets to uh, the... Um, um, whatchamacallit? Like the lava room. And he kind of picks up mm. one of the Stonehenge thing. Oh, but before that, he, there's like, you know, he's just stealthing around. And I, for some reason, I always have in my mind, like him, like picking up the rock. And he like freaking. It's the dude. Yeah, and he head. throws it. And it's, he's freaking quarterback. <laughs> that's what I'm dude. saying. He's that's like incredible. Um, but what, 
even here it kind of shows the thing where instead of cutting it just is like one steady camera shot kind of showing showcasing all the information that mr incredible is getting um but he get yeah they even do some subtle stuff like i i love when movies do this where it's like you're accidentally in the perfect spot like he sees people in the distance and he's just standing next to the wall and the mall uh, the wall slowly it goes up and like that's where the cars and then he jumps in so yeah, so that's basically how mm-hmm. he gets into the place. And it's like, oh, dude. So- um, and then he gets to the lava room and he kind of picks up. This was always interesting to me. And I want to get your thoughts on it. But he picks up like the Stonehenge thing. And he's going to like mm-hmm. put it into the lava to kind of block the lava as he goes through. But it opens up mm-hmm. as he's still kind of holding it. And then it shows Mirage kind of walking. And then he kind of runs off to the side. She'd see it, right? I think the the goal is that looking she's kind down, of looking down but still, and then doing whatever she's doing. Rock, but whatever. Yeah. And then it kind of fits into place and then she acts like she's like, okay, that's weird, but she goes on with her life and as it's closing, we get freaking Bob kind of sneaking through it and he has to like dive at the end and everything. And how sick is it though? It gets pretty small. He freaking dives and it goes full black. Mm-hmm. But then it like and then he like walks up to the dude. It's so freaking good. And then he's at the freaking computer and just the shot. He's in fucking what was it? What's it called? Cerebro? Yeah, like the X Men thing. X Men. It's the same he fucking wa- with the with the like the long the um, stretch of walkway, the catwalk. That's yeah. That's lit up on the side. Yeah. Oh, dude, <laughs> it's such oh, a, and then so... he sits down at like the keyboard and just like the whole thing's like a screen. And when it boots up. Like that shot, dude. You want to talk about best yeah. shots of the movie when he's just it's sitting so, there and he, but oh, like, man. but even like that's a beautiful shot. But there's even a better shot, and just because it has more meaning, and it's like he's like sitting there, and then he freaking types in Chronos, and then it cuts back to that same shot, and it's him with Chronos on the screen, and then he hits enter, and then it goes into everything, and so it's basically listing off all of Syndrome's plans. And then we just start getting the freaking score that is so freaking beautiful. And it just plays through. And basically, why I think, and this isn't me joking around. Like, I think this should be something that is a possibility to teach in a film class. Because what's happening here is it's basically the crossroads of the entire movie. It's the connecting point of the entire movie. Because both, so far, you're two leads. You got Elastigirl, you got Mr. Incredible. They're both having revelations at the same time and they're building it up together. Like both of them are hitting the same exact points at the same exact time. So as Mr. Incredible seeing this screen and it's pretty dark for a kid's movie of like these heroes that he knows. And it's like a hero comes up and says terminated, but then a hero will stay on the screen and then the robot gets terminated, but then there's a new model of the robot and then they're terminated and it's going back and forth and it just, and he just has to sit there and look at all of his friends that are dead, right? And then he's freaking done. And then I love this, how he's like, like he goes and he looks up Elastigirl. And then it says location unknown. And he kind of gives like the freaking sigh of relief in the chair, dude. And then he's like, Frozone. And then it says location known. And he's like, oh my freaking God. And then it cuts to freaking Elastigirl. And then she's on the phone with, the insurance company and she's basically asking about where what hotel bob's at they're like what are you talking about he's been, he hasn't been working for what three weeks or three months something like that 
It's been like three yeah. months. And then she's like, what the heck? And then she's just standing there at the phone. And then we get this shot of Edna. And we Dude, get some freaking weird pushing dolly freaking vertigo shot in freaking an animated movie. And that might be it's, the best shot. It's crazy, know, dude. dude. This whole movie, but it's like so it's. Well, but that one, if you're like style points, this one hands down. But it's like on Edna, and she, and it's like pushing in consistently. And it's like you don't know where he is, but wouldn't you want to know? And she takes out the tracker, and then as it's pushed, it's like perfectly timed. It's like pushing in. It goes from Edna talking to the tracker to um, Helen's face. And then she it almost does like a handoff of like what's yeah. in focus. And then uh, she gets the tracker, and she freaking press. Uh, well, she doesn't press the button yet, but she has the tracker, and it cuts back to Mister Incredible. Basically, he's and then after everything, he sees the plan of shooting the robot to the city. And he's just like, "Well, man, what am I supposed to do?" And then he gets up, and then um, this is when Helen presses the button, and his freaking suit starts going off. Why, do you, why does the tracker need to make noise, Edna? That doesn't really make any sense. Um, and then it starts beeping, and then he's freaking out, and he starts running, and then all the lights come on, the freaking cannons come out of the wall, and then this part gives me PTSD, just starts shooting dude. these freaking balls at him that are, like, sticky, and he can't get off of them. And, dude, editing, editing Masterclass on top of, him getting like suffocated it's cutting back and forth from all the cannons to his face as it's as his field of vision is getting smaller and smaller and then eventually we see mirage walking at the last second and then it goes to black and then that freaking whole sequence dude is so incredible it's like pure like oh my god like mr incredible almost doesn't even say a single line he just freaking. I know. Yeah, it's the perfect you know show and not tell. Yeah. Like it's it's so good. Like we don't uh, we kind of sort of get tastes of like an evil villain monologue, but like in this whole sequence, everything that we're questioning is answered, and we get you know the end goal and yeah. who all's been terminated and do they know who Elastigirl is? You know, it's just so many things are answered in such a small amount of time. It's just. Yeah, money. and then on top of that, we're also set with the second half of the movie, which is Elastigirl's on a collision course with what's about to happen, and she doesn't even know what the problem is, but Mr. Incredible does, and now he's in custody, pretty much. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we cut back, and after that tense moment, we get a kind of humorous scene where Helen's crying to Edna, and Edna's not really having it. She's on her like little kitchen table to be at the same height as Helen. And then she and Helen's just crying, you know, basically rethinking her entire marriage and everything. And then Edna kind of walks over at the newspaper and says, you're Elastigirl, pull yourself together and kind of goes through and brings her back to her heyday. How She was this hero and you're a hero. You can save, you can do whatever, you, all this stuff, basically bring her back up because Helen's lived this normal life for so long that she forgets that she was this hero. Um, and this kind of give some steam to Helen, you know, gives her a little, you know, Edna's a good pep talker, even though she hits you with a newspaper, but still, um, unfortunately, that is the last we see of Edna mode. Um, and we go back to, uh, Helen and she starts to pack. Um, and this is just a great scene too. Cause she's like, for some reason, for a parent, you're just like watching this, and you're like, "I would literally." But kill for <laughs> for for some reason, she has like the whole family suits out instead of just hers. Um, and I love how Dash runs in. Also, 
brilliant camera work in this scene too because the camera is always late to where Dash is, which is brilliant. Um, so he's just running around. He goes like, what's this? He grabs his suit, says run around, and then, dude, I'd be, yeah, like, I'd be so freaking pissed. Well, because first he's in the doorway and she closes it, and then he's like, he goes to yeah. both windows outside, and then to end it, he opens the door and grabs it and leaves really and fast. Just, and just how natural all of it is, how she's still standing at her suitcase, and to close the door, she just stretches out and like, frick, I love it, dude. It's so freaking good. Um, yeah, and she like pulls down the curtains. Yeah, too. Oh, it's just awesome. Uh, so basically, the kids know about um, the costumes now, and then Violet even tests it, and it kind of turns all invisible. And Dash tries it on, and he's like, kind of like feeling himself up a little bit. He's like, "Ooh, look at me!" Um, but then Helen calls her buddy uh, Snug. I forgot what his name is. Something like Snug or something. He was actually supposed to be piloting the jet. And he was supposed to die. Mm-hmm. But then Lasseter was like, just have Helen pilot it for tension. I don't know. Um, Did you ever see that deleted scene? Like, there's a shot of underwater. Like, there's a... I've, I've seen it um, at some point in my life. And I just remember it just brings a whole nother level to them being underwater and her looking down and seeing, like, is things. He, oh, is it that you the see his body? The I, I can't like even remember. I think like you. That. I think you might see like his jacket yeah. or something. But yeah, so I just remember that, and I was going to ask you: Do you think they should have put that in the movie? No, or? I love. I love that. It just kind of adds more to Helen's character because it's like, holy crap, she's a freaking pilot too. And I love how she has the photo of her. It definitely like, adds an another layer when. Yeah. It adds another layer to the whole Mr. Incredible side of things because they get the audio transmission that she's trying to... That's, so that's he hears like, her voice a, and he's like... What another great freaking scene. Like, I hate it. Every scene is freaking great, dude. Um, I don't know. We're, we're almost at two hours, dude. We're halfway through the movie. Feels <laughs> <laughs> <all> dehydrated. <laughs> yeah, hey, once we get that two-hour break, then uh, I'll get some water. Um but yeah, so now Helen Helen decides to take a jet. She gets a jet to go to this island. She's going to go find out what Bob's been doing. Um, and then she's kind of just on the jet, uh, being herself. You know, she's, she's handling it. She's hitting all the switches. She's doing everything she needs to do. Um, but then she notices that she, like, goes to throw her suitcase on a chair, and it hits Violet because she's invisible. She's like, what the heck? What are you doing here? Um and they basically, I love this little exchange between Violet and her because this is how I am like all the time with my parents. She's like, "What? What do you do with Jack? Jack? You just..." She's like, "Yeah, I just left him alone at the house, and he's just doing whatever he wants." It's like, "No, I freaking called the babysitter," and then she calls the babysitter, mm-hmm. and it's you know the stereotypical sixteen-year-old girl, and she's like, "You know, I, I'd feel more comfortable calling a professional," and then she's like. Dude, I got it under control. I'll play Mozart. It makes the baby smarter. <laughs> and then she's like, I wish my parents played Mozart when I was a kid. Just recognizing her own stupidity, which I thought was great. Uh, after this, cuts to Mr. Incredible is in captivity. Um, and Syndrome's just letting him have it, like how he's washed up and all this stuff. Um, and he's just kind of pissed. Um, at this point... Uh, we 
he is kind of giving him props though because he's still alive you yeah know, at this point he thought he was yeah. dead so he does give him props but he's also Tear- kind of, yeah he's kind of tearing him down now but he's like hey man you're, you're still mr incredible you may have put on some pounds but you're still mr incredible um this is when we get they get information that there's a a new a flying vehicle that um oh basically syndrome's like who did you call who did you contact last night he's like i didn't call i didn't call anyone and it's like who it has to be something because now there's a freaking military jet coming towards my island he's like i don't know what you're talking about and then they start playing like the radio transmission and he hears that it's um helen and then you see just the revelation on his face he's like whatever you do just don't do anything to them just uh do it to me and he's like well who would you call because now it's prevalent that he knows who these people are he's like we'll just send them uh um, something a little special and he sends the missiles off and then it cuts back yeah there's no like yeah you know it's not like a wait and then i'll you know tell me or else i'll press it he just presses and then it it cuts back to helen and she doesn't know what's really coming um but i love the shot where she's like looks out the window and kind of sees it and then she like runs and freaking jumps in she like does she like all of them have their costumes on at this point right she runs puts on the headset and for some reason like this is always in my uh uh like it's just in my brain like the whole indie golfer niner niner it goes like abort 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 and then she kind of basically makes the announcement it's like call off your attack we're we mean no harm all this stuff and then it cuts back and it's cutting back and forth between where mr incredible was hearing this and the jet and then eventually she makes it known like there are children on board i repeat there are children on board and then mirage is even like uh okay maybe we should call this off and then mr incredible is like no and then um syndrome doesn't even care he's just like whatever um, and then, yeah, this, like the music in the scene and everything, what I love about this and why Elastigirl is the true MVP is like how, like, of course her, she's basically yelling at this point, but like how she's able to focus like on so many things. And then she's like, uh, basically looking back and is like, Violet, I need you to make a force field around the plane. And then she just can't do it. And then, uh, she's still trying to figure out if, okay, if that doesn't work, what are we going to do here? And she's like freaking going crazy and piloting it off. And uh, yeah, like that's something that will always be in my um, head is just the abort, 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 abort. I think it's so fitting for her character too. Like you said, she's got so many things going on at once, but you know, she's the mom of the family and we've seen it just in everyday life before this, you know, when Dash and Violet are getting into a fight and, you know, she's, controlling the baby but also trying to diffuse their whole thing and then you know she's always the one who's jumbling multiple things at the same time so you know it makes so much sense how that travels over to her superhero uh life as well having to deal with so many high stress situations percent uh so as helen's saying abort 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 it just doesn't work and she kind of goes into action mode she sees kind of where this is going and kind of just I love how quick this happens too. Like it doesn't dwell on it. Like it just happens. And she just goes to the back, grabs the kids and the freaking jet explodes behind them. And then she's also... there. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, we don't want to fail to mention that 
I, I probably deduct 10 points from Violet in this moment because for whatever oh, yeah. reason, she, she doesn't want to make a force field. Well, she can. Like, like she's under well, pressure. Not, and... At first, she doesn't want to. And then it's like, obviously, it's only getting closer. So she's like trying to do it. And it's real small. Yeah. I needed that. I needed that effort. 45 seconds ago. <laughs> but I love I love the fact that it kind of so like um oh man like as they're falling once again awesome score um and like Elastigirl is like knocked out. But like they treat it like a normal knockout which is weird cuz they don't treat knockouts normal um later on in the movie. But like she's only knocked out for a couple seconds but as she's falling like the kids are just screaming. Which is like, man, this is freaking dark. But then she comes to and she's able to grab them and make a parachute. Um, and this will always kind of be in my head. Like the just how uh, Holly Hunter kind of delivers this line with her voice and her accent. Like the, brace yourselves. And they kind of hit the water. Nice little southern twang. Yeah. And then this is the part where they're kind of in the water. And, they, and then... Um, Miss Incredible looks in the water, notices that the thing's falling down, and they go underwater, and ksh, everything freaking crashes. Um, so after they go underwater, and we see all the debris kind of crash around them. Um, this is something, <laughs> once again, that's always stuck in my head, mm-hmm. but uh, just Dash saying, we're dead, we're dead, yep. we survived, but we're dead. And then, same thing. And then Elastigirl just whips some sense into these freaking kids, tells them how it is and says, we're going to have to, you're just going to have to work with me now. We're, um, we're out here, you know, run it. Um, uh, cuts back. We get, uh, some Bob sad boy hours. <laughs> He's freaking depressed. You know, honestly, I wish that they made a, might've even taken it a step further, you know, like at this moment in the story, he thinks that his wife and both of his children have just died. I'm not sure if he thinks Jack-Jack is there, too. But, like, imagine even the baby. I don't know what he's thinking. But regardless, it's like, I would want to see tears. Like, I want him to just be just yeah, yeah. distraught. Because, honestly, it's like, I don't think there's anything worse that could happen in somebody's life than that. Yeah. So, like, I'd really want, like, I, I almost would, if there was anything that I would ask a little bit more for, it's like, in this brief gap in time i would want i would want him to really be going it would it it would be it would be cool if he like broke out of the thing just on pure (laughs) anger and everything and then there's some henchman he freaking just knocks them aside and syndrome freaking zaps him again yeah something like that i'd want yeah but i think i think i think he's a little too um reserved for what the stakes of what just happened yeah but uh, he does. He does get a little angry. Yeah, he gets a little. And he yeah. and he freaking goes to kind of grab Syndrome, but instead uh, Mirage kind of jumps in the way and he Weird grabs her by her. By the way, and then uh, um, I this this line like just how he delivers this line too is kind of he's like I can snap her like a toothpick, and just kind of how he says it is always in my freaking head. And then Syndrome just like do it. He said, hey, bat, do it. And then he doesn't do it, of course. And then um, it shows Mirage's reaction to this. And she's kind of pissed off, as I would be. And they have a great back and forth later where she's like, 
dude, next time you're going to bet someone's life, bet your freaking own, not someone else's. It's like, dang, that's true. That's not really the syndrome move to bet his own freaking skin. Good line. Um, um, but and he's just pure depressed. No, like, he's just literally sitting there like this. My boy's just laying there. Like, when you're drunk and you're out for the night, that's how Bob's sitting. Um, but we cut back. That was hey. me at your Oscars party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, cuts back. But Bob, there's nothing to be sad about because we got the Elastigirl raft. Violet's doing nothing like huge. We got Dash running the motor in the back. Um, and they kind of just wash up on shore. They able to awesome music once again. Here, like the banging, just freaking good. Wash up on shore. We see them kind of make their way to this cave. And then this is when we get some hardcore mom talk. Uh, she takes out the masks and she's like, look. You know, like those Saturday morning cartoons that you used to watch. Well, these guys aren't like that. Like when they see you, they will kill you. Like they're not going to stop. They don't care that you're children. I'm like, freaking dang. And I love that they like, because most of the time that's the word that gets censored, but they straight up say kill. They're going to kill you. Not They're going to destroy you. They're not going to all that. They're going to kill you. Um, and they, she also says like your secret identities, like, your most prized possession, so wear these masks. Um, and then uh, Violet tries to say something, but she's like, look, no, it's okay. Um, I'm going to go try to find where your dad is. You guys just stay here. Don't leave the cave. And then Dash, of course, is like, yeah, okay. And then she starts walking out, uh, but then Violet kind of runs up and apologizes for not being able to um, make the forest field or whatever. And you know what? fantastic mother move great example of mothering says you know what i it's it's on me i put that pressure on you i'm not supposed to put that pressure on you you don't need to worry about it at all and this is when she kind of makes the transition she the mom puts the hair behind her ear and then she's like okay maybe i'll such a good it's so good dude oh and then uh and then we get we get um uh then we cut we cut and we get syndrome kind of preparing to launch. Like they're able to move into the final phase. Now this is where we get the conversation with him and Mirage where she, she kind of is, she's kind of done with him at this point. He's starting to go off the deep end a little bit and basically says, bet next time you bet someone's life, bet your own. And then he's kind of put off. He goes for like a little kissy. And he says, no, no kissies, no kissies here. You almost kill me. freaking carrot top looking mother. It's weird to me that he's a redhead. I don't know why, why I just don't. I, it's a weird thing. I don't know why I don't associate it with him that much, but he couldn't have redder hair. He <laughs> definitely did as a kid. So it's like, I don't know why it surprises me, but I just hear his voice. And I just, it's just, I don't even think about it. But, because you're freaking clown shoes, dude. I guess. And here we get, here we get Elastigirl sneaking into the thing. And I love, I love yeah, yeah. like that it's like a mirror's, Mr. Incredible's sneaking in, but it's like this is how Elastigirl does things. Mm-hmm. Brilliant to kind of show the differences between them. I was just about to say the fact that we get both of their um, styles of breaking into this place are just, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, and like how it's like clean, it's precise, and even um, like we get the whole scene where she kind of sees herself, um, which is interesting to think about. Like how she's like, dang, I put everything goes to my hips or whatever. But it's like you can control how your body looks, so can't you just not make yourself? But I guess she would have to like make herself that way. Like she'd have to consistently think. Mm-hmm. So then that's straining your body or whatever. It's like My Hero Academia, where it's like 
just like running, just like playing sports, that's how a superpower is. You got to exercise it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a little out of practice. But we get this, like, just a brilliantly blocked and staged scene where we get her sneaking through all these freaking automatic doors and she just keeps stretching out her body. So one gets trapped on her leg and then she's able to stretch and get these, these guys go in the elevator, but then the elevator closes on her freaking hand. So then she's got to punch her way out of that. And I love how she feels like the face and stuff mm-hmm. and punches him and then grabs that. But then she gets caught in the middle. Then as she gets caught in the middle, someone's kind of poking and prodding at her leg back there. And then she starts just kicks him and he starts shooting. And then, well, as other people come and investigate like her midsection and it's just like, she's just running into all sorts of trouble. But as she kicks the guy and he shoots around, he hits the kind of key card thing. And then uh, basically her legs come and knock out the two people against the freaking uh, door. I... And then she's able to kind of grab the key and unlock everything else. And I love when she keeps getting caught. Yeah. There's like that one part where she has like a strand of hair and she goes like, and that was the whole blow up thing. It's like so like it's something completely unnecessary, but it adds so much because it's like she's not even like scared. She's just like, oh, of course this happens to me when I'm trying to freaking. Speaking of like, those two dead. guards that get taken out, um, I got to say getting just demolished by uh, Mrs. Incredible's thighs. Good way to go out. Top three yeah, in my book. Death by, <laughs> death, death by snooze, too, man. Yeah. Um, but I also love, like, the character moment when all the doors kind of unlock, and she kind of, like, rubs. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, putting some strain on her. Like, it's like, yeah, dude, like, that would freaking suck. But then she kind of pushes all the bodies into this door. And once again, kind of showing the differences, she's trying to hide out. Like, she's being way more stealthy than <laughs> Mr. Incredible, Incredible freaking throwing rocks. Them well, not even that. He ripped an entire one of those transportation things yeah. off of its track and just threw it at, at two guards. So subtle for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So then let me see. Let me refer to my notes because I'm wondering how this is cut. Um, so then um, Mrs. Incredible kind of goes in and kind of drops her head down and is listening to these two guys talk back and forth. And she kind of sees the screen. And there's a lot of power going to A1, cell 13. Ha, ha, ha. A1, 1, 3. It also is just said out loud earlier in the movie as well. Hmm. Um, and so then she knows and she goes like, Bob. And then she goes back up and the guy says, what'd you say? He's like, what? Nothing. And then it cuts away. Brilliant little. I love how they gave the dialogue to the little dudes. Um, but then now, hey, man. Syndrome says it's time to launch this freaking rocket, so he's going to launch it. Uh, we cut to Dash, basically trying to have a conversation with um, Violet, and he's like, look, these guys are trying to kill us. And then, uh, what does she say? Because, like, but you know what could be worse? Like, this could destroy their marriage. And he says, then Dash is like, the bad guys want to destroy mom and dad's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, no. He's like, okay, I'm going to go for a little walk. And then she's like, we're not supposed to leave the cave. He's like, don't worry, I'm not going to leave the cave. And just how he delivers that line is in my brain forever too. Um, And then he kind of goes and he starts to notice that the cave kind of turns metal. And he, of course, he he says, he says, whoa, and it echoes. And then he kind of tests this out a little bit. He says, oh, and then it echoes again. And then I love 
how um, as the rocket goes off and we start to see the fire come towards him, we hear like the, ah, but then it also echoes because he's in the same spot. It's freaking so good. And then he just starts to run out and he gets um, Violet and they kind of run out of the uh, cave as the freaking just rocket explosion is going off. And then Helen notices this as well as the rockets kind of just going from the top of the volcano, which is interesting. Um, and then uh, we cut and we have Dash and Violet kind of just, they, they're resting in the forest. And then um, Dash is like cuddled up with Violet and he wakes up and he's like, yeah. he's like all grossed out. And then um, Violet wakes up as well. But Violet has like the head, we got we to gotta pay respects because she's got her hair back now. Um, different Violet, different times, you know. And then they notice the bird and the bird's like vocal recognition or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. And, then the, and then Dash is like, what a weird bird. And then Violet's, and then it says vocal recognition. And then Violet's like, I don't think that's a, and then it was like, wah, 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 wah. That sound effect forever in my freaking brain as well. And then, uh, yeah, they, they start to freaking send people after Dash and um, Violet. I think Helen sees the screen too, where it shows them kind of running. And the people go out. Uh, but at this time, we cut back to Helen. And she kind of um, intersects on this conversation that Mirage and Bob are having. Where Mirage lets Bob free and lets uh, him know that the kids are alive. So then he goes from literally like he chokes her. Yeah, he's like grabbing at her one by point. her throat. He's like, give me one good reason why I shouldn't squash you. Like, whatever. And then she's like, your family's alive. And then he gives her a hug. And of course, this is when Elastigirl walks in and notices and almost confirms everything. And she punches Mirage. And then I love how he like grabs her arm and is like pulling. Mm-hmm. And then he goes like, he goes like, well, I, how could I ever whatever? I'm the perfect woman. And it's like, he's just so happy that she's alive and she, she's just pissed off. <laughs> well, I think it's even funny. I can't remember what's exactly said, but she, she's like digging at him. And instead of saying anything back, he almost, he just says, where are the kids? <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me laugh. <laughs> well, there, there's one part, too, where he was like, you keep trying to fight, but I'm just happy you're alive right now mm-hmm. as they're running. But, yeah, they say that she kind of lets him know, like, uh, they're after the kids now. He's like, they just start bolting. And we get the freaking music. The music's picking up again, baby. That's when you know stuff's about to go crazy. Um, and this is where we get the great start of the 100 mile dash and it's like you get the we get Violet all like these the guys show up they got their freaking weird spinner blade things and Violet says she just goes invisible and she's like mom said it's okay to use their powers and then he's like and then Dash is like what and then she's like run and then she just freaking starts running and he's like they're supers get them and they get back in their freaking thing and they start chasing him. And, dude, Dash is just killing it, man. He's avoiding them. He's running all over the place. Um, he grabs on a thing, though, and starts flying. Luckily, uh, he falls off a cliff, but there's a freaking um, the ship lands perfectly. Otherwise, he's dead. We're talking second difference, millisecond difference here. But he lands, and we kind of get the playful little scene where he's punching him and he's dodging it. It's like, dun, dun, dun. And he's boxing a little bit. It's like the little Dash theme that he has. 
And then uh, at the last second, the guy punches him off, but Dash is kind of surprised by something, which is kind of brutal that he just punches this, what, the kid's in elementary school. He can't be older than freaking 10 or whatever. He needed some good punches, though. He knocked his glasses yeah. off. He punches yeah. him, and he's got the meanest 5 o'clock shadow in the world. But, you know, he turns around and he, like, he's not steering anymore. And he goes right into the side of a freaking mountain. Oh, he it? just, he died. Like, I have it down here. People straight up die. Yeah, like, there's no consequences, chance. dude. These bugs, this... they're lit up. And then he freaking falls down, but he's able to grab on a vine and kind of slide down. And he lands and he feels everything. He's like, and he just cheers. He's like, woohoo. And then I love how the camera like pans over to him because it's from the other guy's perspective. And he goes, like, uh oh. And he just starts running again. Mm-hmm. And just the music's fantastic. He freaking jumps on a tree, pulls it back. One of the guys cuts it, falls down, just just straight up blows up another one. They're dead. Um, and as he keeps running, he notices, like, uh, he's running out of land. And then we this is where we get the little xylophone. And uh, all of a sudden, the I and I love the subtle change in the sound. And then you just hear, like, the of the water. And then he looks down and Dash gives like a freaking laugh. Like he's just the freaking coolest guy ever. And then the freaking music just was like, and then he's just freaking running on the water, dude. And you got them. They're shooting him. They're straight up shooting guns at this freaking 10 year old kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he goes into the cave and one of them's smart. I love how it showcases. It's like one of them's smart. He's like, okay, I'm just going to go wait on the other side. Um, And then, uh, they kind of get into a position where they're coming at each other and Dash is running back and forth, which I don't know how he's able to stop on a dime and not sink down. Mm-hmm. But he does. And he goes back and forth and eventually just goes underwater and they crash into each other and kill each other, which is freaking brutal. They're dead. There's no chance that they're actually alive after that. Uh, then we cut to Violet. Um, and she kind of gets some good punches in with her little invisible. But I, I'll never forget like the, oh, man. What does he say? He says something like, you're not gonna something just disappear. And he throws the freaking dirt in the water, which I think I thought as a kid, I was like, that's the coolest freaking thing I've ever seen. Uh And then he he goes like, there you are. And then Dash shows up at the perfect time and basically hops on. He's like, don't do my sister. He's like punching him. And then as, as he gets kind of knocked off, the guy goes to shoot Dash and straight up does but Violet kind of jumps in front of him at the perfect time and makes a force field. And he was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, well, keep doing it. And he just starts running. And he says, whatever you're doing, don't stop. And so, he yeah. just freaking starts going. And then uh, this, we cut back to um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Incredible. They're having their playful back and forth. Um, and then they just get ran over by violet and dash and then violet and dash notice that's the pan so they put it off turn off the force field and then all of them kind of crash and they're all like you know it's the meetup thing it's the meetup thing i'm just saying we all know the famous scene in the avengers where you know they're in a circle and the camera's going around just them. as freaking good dude this thing walked so that could run dude this is so good the first time we see everybody together using their powers Oh well, it's like gosh. it's like brilliant because they're all they're all like just like having fun. They're happy to see each other. And then as soon as bad people show up, they go into their freaking stands, dude. And then you get like the freaking music cue, the cue, the freaking dan dan dan. I'm like, oh my freaking god! 
<laughs> no matter how many times I see it, dude, it's perfect. And then you get the freaking thing. Like, it's straight up. Like, it's going around them as they each do their thing. Mm-hmm. I freaking love how, like, Mr. Incredible just straight up punches one to the ground. So freaking good. And then after all of this, Syndrome kind of shows up and goes like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, like, gets the freaking zappers and gets them. And he goes like, what's going on here? And he notices. He's like, wait a second. Elastigirl? You marry Elastigirl? And got busy! <laughs> Man, I just hit the jackpot. Ooh, this is just too good. <laughs> and that's like in my brain forever. Yeah. And as a kid, of course, you don't really understand what he means by get busy. <laughs> but then you understand. And it sounds like someone that like, like someone brought it up. It's like, as a kid, you like idolize these superheroes. Like, dude, could you imagine if Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible got together? Mm-hmm. But hey, man, it's straight up true. Um, but yeah, but he got him. He got him in captivity. So now all the, the whole family of the Incredibles is all um, kind of strung up the same way that uh, what's his nuts, Mr. Incredible was. Um, and then we noticed that the robot has landed in the city and syndrome's about to go complete the final phase of his thing, which is act like a hero. And he kind of um, relays the same quote that dash said, where he's like, eventually he's, he's going to become a hero and then he'll give out this equipment to everyone so that everyone's super, but once everyone's super, then no one will be. And he kind of gives his like little walk out. And then as he leaves them alone, uh bob goes into apology mode and he starts to talk about how he he was so blind to the um just being a hero again that he never fully appreciated the family that he had and all this stuff and violet as this is happening violet's just able to get out of it because of the force field power which they didn't um kind of think about and she kind of rolls over and i love this whole thing where she's like well i think dad made great progress today but we have to go stop whatever and then they hit it and just the hard cut as soon as the things open the hard cut to the freaking hallway of all of them running i think is so freaking dude i'm gonna watch the movie right <laughs> <laughs> and then uh as they're running out um they're basically like uh um helen is kind of like hey we got i know there's a hangar we can go get a jet and we can get back um and then um, as they kind of are running through the hallway and they get to the hangar, there's no jet. And then they're like, well, a jet wouldn't be fast enough. Well, what's faster than a jet? And then Violet's kind of like, well, how about a rocket? And they're like, a ro- well, great, but I don't know how to fly a rocket. It's just like, you wouldn't have to. You just have to use the previous coordinates. Um, and then uh, she kind of says, well, how would you, how would, we couldn't even have access to do that. And then she's like, how would I do that? And then we hear a voice kind of over the intercom, which is Mirage. And she goes like, you ask nicely. I'm like, dang, that's a good freaking line. And then so they're all set up. But before that, we get the whole RV thing, which I think is great. Where Mr. Credit, like they all, it's like, we got to take a shot every time someone runs. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was interesting champagne. because it's like they're drinking champagne and they're taking yeah, shots. So I'm like, what? Well, hey, they can still drink champagne and do shots. Yeah, I'm sure there's other drinks on there too. But yeah, then Mr. Incredible just wrecks them. Uh, but yeah, they're all set up with a rocket now. But we cut and we see kind of Syndrome doing his thing. Um, and I love... 
uh, what is it? What is because uh, he shows up and he like the freaking trucks falling on people and he kind of gets it and he holds it up and he's like, I'm an like, I forget what people. Oh, they're like, is that Fyronic? Yeah, they keep he's, confusing him yeah. for different. And they're like, no, that guy has this color hair. And, and he's, he's like, no, I'm a new hero. I'm Syndrome and I'm here to save the day. And he throws the truck back and it just explodes. Like people probably died in that thing, which just shows <laughs> that his mind's not truly on it. And mm-hmm. of course he flies up and he kind of presses the button to like loosen the leg. And then he like punches it and then the leg falls off. But as he's doing this, he's a straight up idiot because he made these robots so that it would learn how to not die when it's fighting things. So straight up, as soon as he flies up and he's in his victory pose or whatever, the robot straight zooms in on his wrist and says, this is what's controlling me. And, they, and it straight up just like, just zaps it off. And then um, Syndrome, of course, is freaking out because that's the only way he can control it. So he starts to fly away and it damages one of his feet. And then he goes and he flies and he crashes into a freaking building and he's knocked out. Like, th- like, I love how they didn't play this out. Like, he just straight up sucked. Like, his whole plan was to do this thing, and it lasts maybe two minutes. And he just mm-hmm. fails instantly. But then, once again, we cut back a scene that's etched in my brain forever. Like, just a conversation. When Elastigirl's straight up holding the RV to the rocket, right? And then Dash is like, oh, this is taking forever. Are we there yet? And then Bob, we get there when we get there. And then he kind of cranks down the window, which is freaking great that it's the crank. And he puts his head out the window. He's like, how are we doing up there, honey? He's like, do I have to answer? It's like, for some reason, dude, it's like in my brain. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he basically looks back and is like, all right, buckle up, guys. We're going to go. And then on the queue, she kind of lets go. And the freaking RV, there's no chance that a vehicle would survive this, but whatever. Well, and it's, we see, we saw earlier that she can like turn into a parachute. So maybe, but she doesn't, she like goes yeah. in and then climbs into the passenger seat. And then Bob literally steps on it. So that when it lands, it just zooms off, which maybe that helps. I don't know how cars. Work. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but he lands and it's like, dude, this freaking instantly. You just see the freaking, um, what's it called? The suspension shot. <laughs> then this thing lands and i love like i love once again perfect incredibles and why people love this so much is that as the tensions are high as they're going to save the city they're literally arguing about what exit to take and it's like that's perfect incredible it's actually one of my favorite moments arguing because uh they just you know they're both arguing about directions but you know, she's saying, oh, not there. No, we, uh, we can't take that exit. And he's like, no, we have to go downtown. And it's, it's just awesome. Yeah. yeah. While, at the, while at the same time, they're just avoiding all traffic. Yeah. And then, and then um, yeah, when it gets time, it goes like, you're going to miss it. And then just uh, Bob's freaking yell. And he's like, ah. <laughs> and he just pulls in perfectly to the exit, of course. Uh, but then they do a flip and they flip perfectly into a parking space. But they flip like 20 times. And then um, uh, they, of course, check the back seat, and da- everyone's flipped over. But Dash is like, "Can we do it again?" Yeah, that by the time that they actually like park, uh, that thing is non-existent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they get out. They get out of the car, and this is once again. Oh no! This is where we get uh, the probably the most famous scene in the entire movie. Or the thing that people, as soon as you bring up The Incredibles, they bring up. I think it might even be before this. Yeah, I think it's before they even land. But we get, uh, we cut in 
Lucius is here. He's putting on cologne. <laughs> I freaking, he just, dude, somehow he's got some like penthouse suite, which is pretty legit. And he sees like destruction outside his window. So he grabs his remote, hits it. And I love how he has like that fold out superhero thing where it's like, there's his computer, there's the map, there's his suit. And guess where it, the suit's not there. And of course we get the honey, which is why I thought like it wasn't her name. Like it just sounds like he's calling out but he's like honey mm-hmm. and then just the what where is my super suit what where is my super suit uh i put it away just freaking brilliant like I, like the completely unneeded scene mm-hmm. honestly i think it might be the but she might have the best line of the movie you know because he's like the great and good I am your wife. I am the, the greatest, greatest good dude. you will ever get. <laughs> you know, and just his facial expression too. And, just sells yeah, it. and how how Samuel L. Jackson delivers line like where he, where he goes like this: "Dinner, woman. We are talking about the greater good." Like just how fast he says it. <laughs> uh-huh. It's so perfect. Um, but yeah, so Frozone suiting up. That's all that matters. It's like we've been planning this dinner for months. Oh, it's so good. Um, but then, yeah, as we cut back to the family and um, Mr. Incredible's getting out of the RV, uh, we get another kind of scene where basically Mr. Incredible's saying, stay back. And then, of course, Elastic was like, why would I stay back? I've been fighting crime and all this stuff. He's like, I'm not strong enough. And she's like, what, you think just doing this fight's going to make you strong? Oh, does that make any sense? And he's like, no, I already lost you once and I wasn't strong enough to handle it. So I don't know what I would do if I'd lose you again. And then she's like, well, you won't have to. And we're all fighting together. Except the kids. Kids stay back. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, all right, whatever. Um, but then, dude, as soon as they begin the fight, like, great delivery from uh, Holly Hunter on this. Because the, the robot just goes to crush dash and violet like it goes over them and goes down to crush them and then she of course just screams at the top of her lungs she's like dash violet no and it's like perfect like it's like Mm -hmm. dang that you feel that she just thought that her kids died but luckily violet's able to make a force field and it keeps getting smashed and every time it's getting smashed violet's getting a little weaker then one time it breaks and she falls down but it it still stops we pan over Boom, baby, we're on the action sequence. Mr. Incredible's lifting up the freaking robot and just tosses this thing. And then Dash gets his sister and they run out of there. And dude, just this whole thing. I can't break this down sequence by sequence, but there's a million different things that happen in this that are just freaking brilliant. Yeah, um, it's um, it's awesome just how at the end of this movie, how big of a set piece it is. You know, yeah. it takes place in this whole, like, it's not like they're just on one street. It's like they're using this whole area, you know, it's it's actually pretty wild, you know, just from an animation standpoint, I can only imagine what they had to do. Yeah, well, um, I heard it's kind of like, like they're playing within a box, though, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like there's a park in the middle and then they're on the streets around it. So they they there's actually a cool little video that they posted on Facebook actually recently where they talk about like uh, the stagers and stuff mm-hmm. uh, specifically for this movie. And they talk about how they have to basically plan everything out. And, like, the sequence where just, like, to have enough space for these shots and the thing where Dash is running on the water, when you see the lake from the wide, they had to make it, like, ten times bigger when he actually runs on it based on how fast he's running 
for Brad Bird's mm-hmm. shot to work that he wanted, which is fine because we, you still believe that he's just running on the thing, but they like, you have to create different environments for different shots that you want, but they have to all look like they belong in the same environment, which is just crazy. And that's a whole logistical nightmare that I'd probably get too stressed out and have an anxiety attack about, but they get it done. But the whole point kind of uh, goes back to Mr. Incredible finds the remote and it does a flashback and he figures out that that's how he's controlling it. And just the whole thing where he like grabs it and he goes like, dash, go along. And he freaking tosses it like he did in the montage and it goes out. Um, awesome moment when uh, Mr. Incredible says, honey, get the gun. And she freaking does the sewer slingshot. That's literally like as a kid, I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, she like uses what, like a, uh, what are they called? Like a lamp, like a street light sign or something, yep. or a street light. Yep, wraps her freaking... arm around it, turns it into a slingshot. Launches it. And in this movie and in the second one, just props for like, just the use of their powers seems so natural. Like it just seems like, dude, she knows exactly what she can do with her powers and she's going to do it because she's like the freaking him and uh, her, like the veterans. Um, but yeah, so we get we get Dash running and he just freaking runs on the water like it's nothing. And he catches it. Um, but then the robot, of course, is going after the remote because it recognizes that's the thing. But guess who's here, baby? It's freaking Lucius, Frozone himself. He shows up. As when you're watching it as a kid, you're just hyped because you love Frozone for some reason. As a kid, he just clicks with you. And um, this is what I was talking about when just like how satisfying and just how well done like his animation is. Mm-hmm. Like when he's skating with Dash across the thing, he's just. <laughs> it's so freaking good and it all makes sense and like it's just cool because the same thing with mr and mrs incredible it's like dude this guy knows how to use his powers perfectly and he's like not even breaking a sweat and this freaking giant robot's chasing him and he's just skating across an entire lake i'm like dude it's so freaking and of course the music's playing in the background you're just hype dude you're just hype and this isn't even the main villain of the movie Mm -hmm. and then you're freaking he gets to the thing and he like dash kind of gets launched and he makes like the he makes like a splat like with the splash he turns it into snow so that he lands into snow instead of on the concrete mm-hmm. which is awesome and then um yeah we get the whole sequence of frozone kind of making the wall of ice to kind of slow down the um robot but then uh violet finds the remote and she presses the button and it shoots like <laughs> it was like Oh man, what? How does it go? I'm trying to remember the sequence because there's it shoots like the cr- oh, Bob's like fighting it and it shoots the claw that he's like by and it just shoots it off so he goes flying. But then he has the claw and then they're just pressing random buttons and I love how it shows him in the background just like flying around. Mm-hmm. And then it cut it cuts to him and he's like, the only thing it's like we can't freaking penetrate it and he's like thinking about it. He's like, dude, wait a second, I freaking beat one of these things. I just got to use itself. And then, like, just how, like, it's so perfect that they're, like, yelling back and forth. Because, like, normally you just hear them talking or they have, like, the voice comms. But they're literally yelling, like, an old married couple, like, across the freaking thing. Just, like, just, like I'm waiting for the perfect moment. You have one shot. Mm-hmm. And then I love, like, it's just small character stuff where she's, like, Violet, Dash, go away. And then they're, like, we're not going anywhere. But then she, like, looks. But then she, like, just brushes it off right away. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so smart. And then, of course, they press it. And he freaking launches it, and it spikes right through the middle. Yeah. Gets the thing. Perfect shot, of course, because what else is going to happen in the freaking Incredibles? 
And then all of a sudden, everyone comes out of hiding, I guess, and everyone's just cheering them on. And, it, and it's great because it's like back to the glory days where people freaking love superheroes. Everyone's kind of basking in it. Frozen's always basking in a baby. Also, shouts out to his little like sled thing that he gets his snowboard thing. Yeah, that thing's freaking dope. We don't see yeah. that until literally that this moment at the end yeah. of the movie. You're like, oh, that's sweet. Now he's like ice skating. Um, yeah, it's freaking. But yeah, uh, just to kind of piggyback off what you were saying at the like the kind of climax of the movie, um, when Bob is holding on to like one of the claws and it's it's got like the the turbos going on it, so he's like barely holding on and it's kind of pushing him forward. Um, he, you know, he tells her to press the button and she presses one and then it goes off and it just starts spinning. He's like, no, yeah. not that one, the other one. Yeah. You know, just like a little bickering back and forth like that is great. Yeah, yeah he's um, like, press that button again. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you only have one shot. And he's, she's just like waiting there and he's, mm-hmm. and he's just complaining in the background. Yeah. And he's just sitting there. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. But as, as people are, Hold on a second. As people are kind of cheering them on, this is where Syndrome. And then, like, he's just pissed off because that's what's that was supposed to hit, be his glory. But he just straight up sucks. Like, he has cheat codes and he lost. That's like, it's like someone's playing on expert. They beat you. You have cheat code, no fail, and you freaking lost. How did that happen, man? Um, mm-hmm. But. After this, we kind of get to them being in the car. Oh, we get like the little two older gentlemen that kind of come out. And it's like, no school like the old school, which is, of course, a reference. Bradford likes putting in those old school nine or whatever that were like those animators back in the day, which I think is great because even Mm -hmm. though it's 3D animation, it still has the just the animate the love that is put into animation in general. And it always is interesting mm-hmm. watching this later on because, of course, you just associate this as, like, the big fight of the movie, which it is. But it's, like, you still have, like, we still have, like, 10 minutes left. They still have to deal with syndrome, which is a testament mm-hmm. to, like, which also is just representative of just syndrome as a whole thing. Where it's, like, he wanted to be this big presence and then he's really just not. That's just not who he is, which I think is brilliant. Um one question I have, you know, before we go any further is how would he even know that they have another kid? You yeah. know what I mean? It's like he didn't even know that these other people existed until, you know, their fight. But it's like, how would he then realize that they have another child? Because they're obviously not going to tell Maybe him. Maybe once that. he has them all, then he knows that something's up and he's able to. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. a tech guy, so obviously maybe he can. But, but maybe he just wanted to meet him uh-huh. at does he even have a line maybe i don't know like i think he may say something when they first get in the house about but like maybe he just wanted to meet him at the house and then do something with them there because i mean he has the power to just literally freeze him in place like almost every single time unless he's distracted he's able to just stop him um mm-hmm. but uh this is where we have the car ride and dash is just going on and on about everything and I love how he's like, Dad, dude, that was so cool when you did this, this, and this. He's like, that was cool. You ran on water, bud, all this freaking stuff. Um, and then uh, I love how he's, like, talking to Helen, too, and saying how cool all that stuff is. But she's on the phone, which is weird because she's listening to voicemails. But it's, like, the limo phone, which is interesting. Um, but, yeah, it's just uh, Kari, the babysitter, like, 
something's weird with Jack Jack. And she just keeps going on how weird stuff's happening at the house. Um, and then Dash is just going crazy. Um, we get this sweet moment between um, Bob and Violet. We say, like, ooh, you did, you did something with your hair? Oh, I like it. She's like, thanks, Dad. Very wholesome moment. And then Dash kind of lays down on the seat. He's like, we have the best family or like best family vacation ever. I love this family. And he just lays down. <laughs> and then um, mm-hmm. the final kind of voicemail is like, okay, sorry about the voicemails earlier. Uh, you're, the replacement got here, blah, 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 blah. And then she put, kind of puts on the phone and goes like, replacement? I didn't call replacement. And just how quick this whole thing flows, where it's like at that perfect time, they pull up to the house, they get out. This is where we get this handy cam shot that's literally like in the middle of the family as they run up to the house and they just get frozen instantly. And it's like Syndrome's holding the baby. He's like, shh, you wouldn't want to wake. And it's like, it's actually pretty sinister because he's like, I'm going to raise this child to basically be your enemy. And it's like, dang, that's pretty freaking. And just freaking blast the roof off and he flies up with Jack-Jack. And of course, Helen's freaking out and they all run out. Um, and I just love, like, once again, Elastigirl, just the MVP. Like, she's trying to think of everything. Um, and then as, of course, as they're trying to come up with a plan to get Jack-Jack back, we cut to Syndrome holding him. Jack-Jack wakes up, he starts crying, and he just starts transforming. He goes, like, flame-on mode. He goes freaking metal mode, and the <laughs> syndrome starts to drop. He goes freaking angry rage monster, baby. And, mm-hmm. you know, great twist. Once again, like he said, it's the great twist that Jack-Jack does have powers, and he has them all. Um, yeah, he's he, the jack of he all can trades. Really do whatever he wants. Oh, why is that the first time? <laughs> <laughs> they all literally have names. That oh, shit. Their... <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, but oh, no. but then okay. like as Elastigirl is going like I love how she's like talking to herself and then she like says it out loud I don't know why but like stuff like that that's not mm-hmm. really necessary in an animated movie but adds so much hum- humanity to kind of an interaction like when she's like throw me Bob throw me and just instantly like just the trust that they have in each other he just grabs her and just chucks her up there Um, it's just brilliant and then uh because at that yeah. point, he even yeah. drops Jack-Jack. So, so Jack-Jack's free fall right And then, now. of course, she grabs him and, like, gets into uh, parachute mode. And then Bob just straight up throws his freaking car at the jet. <laughs> Which I was like, I always forget that. I'm like, how does he get sucked into the thing? Oh, yeah, Bob just straight up throws a car up there and hits the jet. And then uh, he gets sucked <laughs> all in that freaking sound effect. It's, like, with me forever. Mm-hmm. Like, that... <laughs> Oh, just that snag on the frickin' thing. And of course, exactly what happened to that superhero happens to him um, happens to him because he has a cape. Which is something that, like, the first time you watch, you don't even connect it. Like, he has a cape because, yeah, he's a frickin' mm-hmm. supervillain. Of course he has a cape. But then they just bring it back at the end. Brilliant. But then I love how it's, like, it... I don't even know necessarily the importance of it or if it's just, like, a funny thing. But the fact that literally... Syndrome freaking just got sucked into the thing and probably shot out the other end. The jet's exploding and like Elastigirl's like, don't look down. Don't look down. And all this stuff's freaking happening and he can see it and he's freaking laughing. It's it's freaking great. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they land on the ground and then freaking the debris just falls down. But Violet makes a force field and they're all freaking good. And as the dust settles, we see the kid on the tricycle there, dude. 
He's like, that was totally wicked. And then, and then Dad says, does this mean we have to move again? And they all start laughing. Brilliant. Crossfade. We're at a freaking track meet, baby. It not at this point, or maybe it was when they saved the day, like in the downtown, but there's a moment when um, Mr. and Mrs. Incredible are kind of holding each other. They might even kiss or something. And um, they're just talking about like the repercussions of just being a that's, superhero and like what can when, happen uh, next. Before they even fight the robot, like when they get out of that RV and they have that talk. Well, she says, um, we're supers. What's the worst that could like, happen? I could... And I was like, and I'm like, oh, yeah. that's freaking money, dude. She just repeated what he said at the very beginning. Of it's freaking good, dude. Everything's freaking. I love that shit. I like, love that's, that like, shit. I completely agree with you where it's like, it's just its own package, dude. Like, everything's there. Everything you need is just right there in the movie. It hits everything. It really does. Um, but then we get to the track meet, and even here. Just like throwaway lines that are brought back. Like it's like he's freaking participating in the track meet. Uh, but we get a nice little exchange between uh, Tony so and Tony Reininger <laughs> and uh, Violet oh. before. And he's like, you're Violet, right? He's like, did you do something with your hair? And then she's like, yeah. He's like, is different good? He's like, yeah, yeah, d- d- different, different's good. And then she, hey man, she straight up goes like, shh, does the shh to him. Puts the finger on the lips. Says, I like the movies. Say seven, I'll buy the popcorn. Like, yeah, yeah, move. And then uh, we get a little bit of that in Incredibles 2. But she walks off from that, kind of joins the family. And dude, <laughs> I freaking love this so much. The gun goes off. Dash is running. He's like just jogging. He's just behind everyone. And then go, go. Starts speeding up. He's in first place. They're like, Pull back, pull back, and then it just cuts to the guy on the side that's just giving him like, just looking at him like, what the heck? <laughs> and then it goes like, close, and then Bob's like, close second, close second, and then he gets, <laughs> <laughs> and then they get second place, and they're just freaking ecstatic. And then we mm-hmm. cut, <laughs> and this ending's so freaking good. It's like dashes on Bob's shoulders. He's got the trophy, all that stuff, um, and they're kind of walking. And then we just hear the freaking ground shake. Everyone's crazy. Like, what's going on? A freaking just giant drill comes up. Guess what? You thought he wasn't in the movie? Lucky Charms here, baby. Ratzenberger popping up the top. Behold the underminer. What do you, He says, I am under you, but nothing is under me or something like that. It's freaking brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, it cuts back to Bob and he has, like, a look on his face. But then the camera like tilts up to Dash, and he already has the mask on, and then it pans. Well, up. I think it, I think he looks like next to him, and like everyone else already has one, and it gets back to him, and he well, looks up, and then Dash, and then Dash has one as well, and then he so, freaking like, the puts it, and he goes like, opens up his shirt, goes straight into the logo, <laughs> bang, 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 brilliant! Like, are you freaking kidding me, dude? All also awesome and credit sequence with all the art and stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And dude, and there it was. That's the freaking incredible, the greatest movie ever forged by human hand. I, you know, at this <laughs> point, it's like, what more do we say? You know, we just spent three hours just not saying anything bad about this movie. I can't say anything bad about this movie. Like, I, I prefaced it at the beginning. It's one of my favorite movies ever for a good reason, you know. All right. Well, listen, um, 
for this is a long one, but I still have some categories, so let me bust through these for you real quick. Let's run it back. Um, voice work. Uh, who who won the movie for you? I, voice work. I think. Well, you know, shout out to Brad Bird first of all because I don't know. I didn't know he edited up. You know, but mm-hmm. I think Elastigirl, Helen, uh, and Bob. Like just their back and forth is like so realistic and so. Uh, perfect but just a shout out because it's like every time i hear that i don't even like every time i hear holly hunter man all i think about is elastigirl and just um it's like she has so many different kind of modes that she has to be in throughout the movie and she nails all of it um Mm -hmm. but i know i mean shout out to jason lee as well like he's having the time of his freaking life performing as syndrome he's just going for it you know the freaking i love that the freaking kid dash like he's freaking great like he'd run around the freaking voiceover booth and stuff so that when he gave his lines it was kind of like he was out of breath a little bit like that's freaking great um Mm -hmm. violet like what she's like a freaking 40 year old woman like that's freaking killer Samuel Jackson, I mean, he's barely in it, but for the super suit delivery alone, that's freaking. But yeah, I'll go Elastigirl just because I got to give one answer. With Edna, um, Edna and Syndrome, like as a second, like those two. I don't know, man. Bob is. Just the way he, like, says certain words just is forever fried in my brain. I don't like know. The, it's tough. Dino. I almost want to go Jason. Like when he's like, Dino Guy. I almost wanna... Oh, he had a look. Like, just how he says that is, yeah. like, forever in my freaking Like, when he gets really enthusiastic about yeah. something, it's like he turns onto this full dad yeah, mode. Yeah. Um, for the sake of mixing it up, I'll go I'll go Mr. Incredible. But I'm really, my gut's kind of leaning syndrome because I just love that he's just going for it. It's the it. almost famous connection, dude. He's doing accents. He's doing, you know, he's jumping all over the place. He turns it into, like, a game show. No, he does. Actually, he does, like, a great job of, because he goes from, like, you know, funny. Oh, look at syndrome. He's kind of goofy to like sinister, like on a dime, like that whole yeah. thing where he's like, you know what? I'm going Jason. Lee. Yeah. Like that whole part. Scientology. That whole part. Where it, I mean, it goes from like the freaking, like him, like going like, it's bigger. It's better. That whole thing. Like the whole, like one of the best freaking villain lines, in the movie where it's like, see, now you respect me because I'm a threat. Like, I think that's such a good villain line that just kind of wraps yeah. up his whole, story in one line that it's like in the delivery on that's perfect the whole oh this is just too good i mean dude Mm -hmm. that's like iconic for me so yeah um favorite side character is there a question you know i mean technically no it's edna it's edna it's edna Edna. you know you're that's the only thing in incredibles 2 i'm like how are they gonna work in edna and they freaking do a good job, dude. Babysitter Edna, that's freaking brilliant. Mm-hmm. What about um, best shot? My favorite shot is the wall with all the stuff. Um, in terms of camera movement one, I mean, I love the back and forth as they're showing off the suits as well as that dolly. But like as just single yeah. frame, it's got to mm-hmm. be like him either in front of the Kronos or... Yeah, or like, the... I think I lean the Kronos one more than him and his but office. like even even just like the Kronos thing is cool because of the relation to the plot but just as Mr. Incredible as a character like him looking back at his past and this is incredible before he put, even put on the suit again 
Like this is him literally looking back at this thing that he idolizes so much and he's just a silhouette and everything else is lit up. I think it's like brilliant. Yeah. Um, and the way that it's lit too, I think is really stand out. Um, the one in his office. Yeah. Uh, if there's a shot that I just really love, it's when Mr. Incredible is breaching into um, Syndrome's lair and the two guards are standing there in front yeah. of the, like the gate and they're looking up and the, the whole shot is just lit with the moonlight and they're looking up and the moon's in the center frame and then we see you know like, it just turned black and they're looking at each other like what the heck and he just gets closer and it's closer awesome. I think that's freaking money like like straight up this movie's 2004 and the, like the cinematography is amazing in it like, I do some cool stuff with lighting as well for yeah. a CG movie this early on Mm-hmm. Um, God, your favorite I love scene? the revolution theme. Um, shout out to Where's My Super Suit? <laughs> I don't even know what my favorite scene would be. When they're all it's, together? No. Uh, e, oh, uh, when, oh, That's up there for me. My brain is instantly going when. Dude, I don't know. Because I love when um, she's first seeing the suits and yeah. we get the Mr. Incredible thing at the same time. That whole thing put together, I think. Oh, but is it just the best though? put together part? Yeah. I don't know. I think it might be like the best part of the movie, but I don't know if it's my personal favorite. Like, I just get such a burst of energy and emotions. I when... agree when they're all lined up with each other fighting for the first time and when they're in the climax fighting together and Frozone shows they up. They even go like, like oh, they even has the same thing that he says at the beginning with the, hey, Frozone, same delivery and everything. Um, but in place, like to yeah. the revelation thing is the stretch of the 100-mile dash part leading up to them as a family. Like they, that whole sequence is just so fun and so well done. Mm-hmm. And for it to climax with them all together is like, that's like a great bit of the yeah. movie that is like that sums up the whole movie right there as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, what about? I mean, this one's pretty easy, but rate the music. It's the best. Uh, yeah, it's my favorite. Eleven sport, out of ten. Ever besides like La La Land or something, but even then, it's like freaking god tier. And uh, what's your fa- personal favorite yeah, line? Dude, from I don't the movie? know. This one's tough because there's a lot of good funny ones, but there's also like some good like just lines in general i mean um mm-hmm. i mean the whole great is good i am your wife i am the greatest good you are that's like such a brilliantly written relatable freaking line yeah yeah um yeah i, I love, think it's tough to beat that one in all honesty you, and it's a we character see, that well, we there was gonna be, did you hear like one of the ideas pitched around that brad bird kind of toyed with was a sequel it was like a lucius honey kind of movie but they're they're not gonna do it um but uh i love like there's so many little lines too like i love the line um where like another side character like don't burning me this kid's evil i think that's what i like when bob's like they caught you on camera and they didn't even get you man you must have been booking how fast were you going buddy like i freaking love that but also like syndrome has some great lines Mm -hmm. in line that i keep bringing up but just go I think just the best is just dude. the whole stress where he's like, Elastigirl, you married? Because that's, oh. for, like like I said, I'm not a quote guy. And I, like, 
there's stuff in my brain that it's like, why do I remember this? And that's one of them. Like ever since I was a kid, I remember that line to like, it's like, that's the only movie quote that I could have said when I was 13, like, and just have it bring it out of my brain for some reason. Mm -hmm. That's the one that stuck with me, but I'd, I'd have to say that just based on pure meaning to me as a human being. Um, but yeah. My God, you've gotten fat. <laughs> That's a close second. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, there's so many. Or she even has a good line when she says, um, "How she doesn't like don't, look in the past." Yeah, I don't. Like she's only, I don't. I'm like, not distracted by the past. Oh no, don't live in the past, darling. It distracts from the now. Or something like that. That's so freaking good. That's a freaking good one too. And then the whole thing where she's talking oh, about no. like, I, yes, I make stuff now, but I used to forge for the gods or whatever, and it shows the freaking statue. That's freaking good quote too, dude. Because guess what? It's a freaking good screen. What's the quote. ideal? What's the ideal age? Like I said, I movie? think it's perfect for like, you know, a young kid to watch for that for the soup like six you know you get that superhero stuff but also revisit it when you're like 16 and you'll get a whole different perspective on the movie which i think makes it even better yeah i mean like we said this one's pretty dark i think that this one it does work for younger people but i think the old i think a little older kind of like with um uh, what do we say toy story 2 yeah. kind of like revisiting for an older audience I think this one also kind of works for, I'm not going to say like a teenager, yeah. but somebody right in the middle. They're not like an elementary school, but you know, they're, they're kind of right there. Um, like a nine or a 10 year old would be like, Oh man, this is, people are dying. The, this is crazy. Uh, the quote you know? is, I never um, look back, darling. It distracts from the now. Brilliant. To beat that, and then overall I mean, grade S plus God tier number one, baby. There's only one that could maybe combat it, and that's a maybe. And we'll get there, and I'll gush about that as well when we get there. I forgot we're not even there yet. Okay, dude, I'm thinking I'm, I'm looking Toy Story Two. Really I'm looking good. at freaking quotes too. Like luck favors the prepared. Like that's a freaking great, great quote right there, dude. What the heck? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. That's all I can say. That's the basically this whole three hour pod can be summed up in one quote, and it's just it's just good, guys. Good movie. It's Movies just are pretty cool. Good. <laughs> that's the that's the Nate Talon when he's had an out of body experience. You know, I'm sitting there in tears, or I'm like. Oh my god, that was amazing! And then they, you look over, he's like, "It was pretty cool." <laughs> That's how I feel about the Incredibles. Uh, thank you guys for listening. This was one of my most anticipated things since we started the podcast, and I'm glad we were able to do it. Um, thanks for joining me on this adventure, Luca. Um, and we'll be back next no week problem, with uh, your favorite movie of all time. Is that correct? Uh, you can say uh, cars. it. Sure. Is that next? Is that really next, man? Cars. We we go from Incredibles uh-huh. to freaking so. cars. What? Oh, that's my. That's what I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, banger that. after my banger, trivia. dude. What? Was that The Incredibles? Oh, is the second longest Pixar movie. Because Cars is number one, <laughs> and it beat it by like thirty. Is seconds. it really? 
because I think this is like oh. uh, one hour fifty five, and I like I no joke like I think cars is one fifty six. But yeah, not looking forward to that. Wow. So, I'm just kidding. Look, I I I know I've been having some freaking cars, just straight up bashing. I don't think it's terrible, and I'm excited to rewatch it because I literally haven't watched it since I was like twelve. So. I already got the the Cheryl Crow song. Uh, it's the first thing that plays in my head when I think of that movie. I love that song. Blows, so does the movie.